the roar. The only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's going to be exciting. The Roar, where every day's game day. Back here live on The Roar, it's the Press Box. Brad and Jonathan joining us today. 654 Roar, you want to get in? Got some more tickets to give away. Shall we, John? Let's do it. Got some baseball tickets. Four. We have four. Four tickets to today's 4 p.m. game. We'll give them to you right now. 654-7627-654-ROAR. You want a four-pack to go see the Tigers take on USC Upstate at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. We'll get them for you right now. 654-ROAR. You can get in. And they're yours. All we need is your name and your email. Calling in, not texting in. Calling in, and we'll hook you up with those uh, those four seats for today's game. Austin Gordon on the mound. He'll make his second start of the season. He was on a, a pitch count last week, and he was uh, he made it through two innings. Uh, he was on 50, 50 pitch count. He got up to, I think, 43. Uh, he will probably be on a little bit more. I would assume, but I also think they could be potentially saving him some for maybe the weekend. We don't know what the weekend rotation looks like yet. I know we had a texters asking earlier who's starting on Friday, who's starting on Saturday, who's starting on Sunday. Uh, I, I think it's TBA right now, not necessarily on all three, but I do think there are some options for uh, Coach Backage, and I think he's going to wait, kind of see what happens here in the midweek. Uh, and get a better feel for that before he makes any decisions on how he wants to set up uh, the the rotation for the weekend. This is the only midweek game today at 4 p.m., but the series against rival South Carolina starts Friday at 7 p.m. at Founders Park, and then they move over to Segra Park in Columbia at 4 p.m. on Saturday, and then back to the upstate where the two teams will play the rubber match or the series finale. We'll see if it's the rubber match. At 2 p.m. Um, at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. A lot of decisions to make. A lot of decisions. I'm I'm going to monitor closely, you know, the uh, the number of pitchers that are used tonight or today. Uh, the How they're used, when they're used, how many pitches they get up to. And then we'll see. Uh, what, what Coach Backage thinks. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there I said this yesterday. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup in the starting rotation this weekend. I just think it's all hands on deck kind of feel. So maybe you go, because you just don't know what that Sunday is going to look like. You know, you're playing two games in Columbia on Friday and Saturday. It would make sense that you sort of just kind of block Sunday off for, eh, let's just see. Let's see who's available, who's needed, who hasn't pitched a lot. I think you've got everything you can to get one of those games in Columbia. That sounds so weird, doesn't it? <laughs> to have to say, you got to get one of the two games in Columbia, not one game in Greenville or one game in Columbia or one game in Charleston and one game in Columbia, but you got to get one of the two down there in the capital before you come back home on Sunday. Does that make sense, Sean? you think that's... I, that's how I that's how I, I perceive college baseball coaches approaching this situation is you don't necessarily have to make 
Aiden Kanak your starter going into Sunday. You could TBA this and see what you need. Yeah, I could see that. He did have a really impressive showing on Sunday. I just, my my gut says you, you TBA it. To be determined. To be announced. And then you just kind of go off what happens. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they've already got a, a whole plan mapped out. And in mind, I, with both of those games being on the road in the same city, I just, I just fuck you. There's so much importance on getting one of those that you just don't know how you're going to use your staff right now. Well, I mean, because if you think about it, you had, I mean, there's been some inconsistency on the staff right now. Billy Barlow had a good first outing and a poor second outing. Kanak had a kind of a poor first outing, but a strong second outing. Yep. You know, you're just trying to figure it out right now. That's one of the tough things about when this series being played so early in the season. Let's see what who all gets used today. And then, uh, then we'll figure it out. Uh, ticket giveaway, we good there now? They've all been given away. Hmm. A lot of people going to be going to Doug Kingsmore and little John Coliseum tonight. <laughs> That's what we're glad, talking about. Glad we could help those people out. And I hope they enjoy the day and the games, the weather improving, the rain moving out. Uh, so if you get a chance to double dip, um, this afternoon, evening, I would I would suggest doing so. Texter asks, would you shift Canuck from Sunday to an earlier start this early in the season, though? Uh, you could. Like, I, he's not going to start on Friday, but I don't know that bumping him up one day is going to gonna matter that much. Do you? Uh, I mean, I think it could have some impact just because he's a young pitcher and he's going through his first season right now. Like, I think changing up his his routine of the week it just so early on in the career i i would have some reservations i i think personally i think he starts on sunday so you're you're just gonna pencil me out does that mean you think something different could happen friday or saturday yes okay so- as to what that is i'm not exactly sure yet but i feel because the game is because on sunday you're finally back in the upstate that I'd, I'd rather throw him in Doug Kingsmore than in either one of those two ballparks in our state capitol. Okay. From just the crowd standpoint, obviously, you know, Founder's going to be very pro Gamecock in that crowd, but obviously I think Segra will be as well. I'd rather have him throw in at Doug Kingsmore. Who do you feel best about from that starting rotation that's been the last two weeks? Like Who would you, who would you lock in to be a starter this weekend out of those three? I'm kind of leaning the freshman. You think Canucks a lot? I do, yeah. And it, I mean, and it's it sounds simple, and you know, almost maybe short sighted on my part. But in a, what have you done for me lately? In the last weekend series, he had the best outing of the three. Well, we're getting some varying uh, results on that question here. One text says I like Tristan Smith the best. Others are saying Canucks the best pitcher right now. And it's not close. I mean, he did he did struggle in the first outing. I don't I don't I don't want to forget that. No, I saw it in person. Yeah, he did have some struggles in that outing. But I also saw some stuff from him in that outing that shows the promise. You know, the first outing gave up five earned runs on six hits and walked three. But he also struck out six through three innings. <laughs> That's what I mean. So. Like there were some things that I saw in that game, even though he was getting lit up a little bit that there's a lot of promise there for a young man when his first career start. Yeah. 
I think he pitches this weekend. I just I don't know if I would consider. I don't know. I, I, I you, you make a really good point about do you want to ask a freshman on the road to have to go out there and be the guy, especially if you lose on Friday night. That's a lot of pressure on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I, I would rather give that to someone who has been through some of the battles, but also like I don't want to mess up his routine. I don't want to mess up his pitching plan, get him off of a day. I think it's just too early in the season for okay. me All right. to, be, to be shaking up the rotation. All right. So maybe some short hooks on some guys. Yeah, no, that that is completely valid in a series with as high as stakes as this one. Some but hooks. in terms of starters, I would keep the three the same. Okay. So you think they're all three? I, I do. I, pretty I think much it's, locks to pitch. I think it's it's early. Like I, I still want to see what they have in these roles. They've only had two starts each. Okay. Do you think though, if they don't need much from? Austin Gordon and I, or they decide not to pitch him very long, that he could be available? Could be. Depending on what but the pitch I don't, count is. Yeah, I will feel much more comfortable answering that question tomorrow after we see him pitch tonight. Okay. Just because as he's, I mean, we've talked about, as you're ramping the arm back up, I want to. I just want to see what the pitch count is. It's one of the big things for me in, in tonight's matchup against USC Upstate. All right. I, you know, Tristan Smith... I don't think he's pitched poorly at all in his two outings. No, I don't. I, just by saying that, I, I've really liked what Kanaka's done. I don't think that it's me taking a shot at Tristan Smith. Yeah, and I know sometimes we have to. You have to be, you know, pro on one and then very anti the other. I think he's been good. I. That's what part of the reason why I want to keep the rotation where it is, is I feel like the sophomore can handle the Sager Park environment. I feel like he's, he's got the stuff to go down there and take advantage of that opportunity yeah he's uh, of the three starters he's by far got the lowest era uh 3.1 to uh eight and two-thirds innings smith has allowed five runs only three earned uh on seven hits he's walked four which i don't love but he's also struck out 11 he and aiden Kanak both have walked four and struck out 11 and Kanak has gotten one more out than Tristan Smith. In terms of the lineup, would you would you be shaking things up there? I really like what they put out on um, Sunday's order. I think that may have been their best card of the weekend. I think Hinderleader playing over at first, I think, has been a nice response to let um, Rocky play some third. Okay. Do we start seeing... Um, the hero from the midweek last week, the the freshman with the grand slam first career home run. Do we see him on it? Purify. Yeah, do we see Purify on the field this weekend? Maybe. I, you know, I think I, huh, we're talking about the rotation earlier about how you play it. The it, it literally is all hands on deck and all options on the table. I think in the lineup, and it may just depend. A lot of it's got to do with the pitcher you're facing, and I, I don't know. I know some of it was because the game got a hand, out of hand on Friday. He played a bunch of guys, and then you kind of played some, a bunch of guys through some other games throughout the the series. But I, I just think that they're they're deep enough in the lineup that we might assume you're lifting a guy because maybe you don't think he's good, and that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Like we think, oh, they're they're going to go to a better option. No, they just maybe like a matchup better, right? Uh, for for hitter versus pitcher, and so they're they can tinker with the with the lineup throughout the game. More than just these are the nine guys who are hitting today, and they better go figure it out and, and play well. 
No, you don't have to do that with this kind of team. You got a lot of depth on the bench. Use them. You know, give another you know, role in certain purifying of the game. You know, and you can move guys around in the infield to yeah, make that happen. Because Wright has an ability to go play third. He can move around so Purify can come in and play second. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just Sunday, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Purify came in, uh, Blouser pinch hit, and then went to first. Uh, Heiderleader, yeah. Uh, or no, um, McClady came in for Naraki. Nathan Hall came in. I mean, they, they used a lot, of, and that was a 7-2 to two victory on Sunday. And they used a lot of different guys off the bench. A texter gets in on the Adams Co-Roofing text line. I love Will Taylor. We all do. But is it time to move him down to a different spot in the lineup to try to get him going? One hit and 23 at bat so far. Yeah, the early numbers are not good. Now, he's he's had some, some circumstances that I think has slowed his start a little bit. But when you're entering a series of this magnified like this one is. I don't know. This is one of those cases where it's more of a gut feel from the veteran coach. You know, does he does he stick with the veteran guy or does he does Be- he want to switch it up? Because the the alum of Dutch Fort going back to Columbia may just be the 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 switch flip that he needs to go down there and maybe start knocking the cover off the ball. I'm also not concerned about a guy's first three, four, five game. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, Taylor's not doing a whole lot offensively right now, but I just don't feel like that's this early. Now, obviously, if it extends into to late March, there's a problem. But, man, that's, John, this is baseball. We, we overreact so much to the smallest of sample sizes. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the tiniest. Well, we also, uh, just with this sport, we overreact to large sample sizes. He's played six games. Six games. Not everybody on the team is going to knock the cover off the ball in the first six games. Not everyone's Cam Canarella. Weren't we saying, weren't we questioning some things about some guys last year? Caden Grice didn't get off to the hottest of starts, did he? No. Remember, didn't, he had a stretch where he didn't hit a home run for like 15 games or something. Wasn't it, it was like the games. first 15 games or something, yeah. He had like one home run. And we're going, what's wrong with Caden Grice? Tur- it up, turns out he was fine. Was two-way player of the year nationally. He was just fine. He was an All-American. I don't know. I, I just think that there's... It's so easy to overreact after six games. I'm just not ready to press the panic button on Will Taylor. Uh, I tend to agree with you. Need to see a little bit more. Now, does it? do you want to tinker with the lineup and maybe move him around? All things are on the table for that. I, I don't have a problem with the coach tinkering with the lineup. In fact, I don't. I don't like it when coaches don't. Is that weird to say? No, because it feels like it feels like you're just too rigid and set in stone with what you're trying to do. You have to be able to allow for guys to be on a hot streak, guys that are going through a slump. I mean, all these different factors. Now, I like when a coach is, will tinker with the lineup. I agree with you. All right, we'll see if there's some tinkering. Look, Taylor's also going home. To play two games. That's what I That's mean. Could, could the Dutch Fork alum get back in Columbia and the switch get flipped? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, man, I, it's a lot of analysis on six games. We'll, we'll uh, pick things up on the other side. Six, five, four, or more to come. Accidents happen. If you've been injured in a car, motorcycle, or boating accident, you need to seek legal help as soon as possible. 
Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, can evaluate your case to help you get the full compensation you deserve. The call and the consultation are completely free. Don't wait. Call today. 864-654-3680. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. East Main Furniture in Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. First, it was Seneca, then came Clemson. Now, Joe's New York Pizza is in Central at 302 East Main Street, featuring 10-inch personal-sized pizzas and daily lunch specials. A build-your-own salad bar and half-price Wednesdays on any take-and-bake pizza. Great wine selection and, get this, $3 pints all day, every day on their own Joe's House Lager. Served in frozen pint glasses. Dine-in or take-out Tuesday through Sunday, 11 and 9. New York style served with a southern smile. Joe's New York Pizza, 302 East Main in Central. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. 
go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Is switching your wireless service to Total by Verizon easy? Totalmente. And you get unlimited 5G data? $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan? At an amazing price? With no contracts? Should you switch to Total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean... Totalmente. Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. It's hoop season here at The Roar, and we've got you covered all day long. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. back here live on the roar of the press box with brad and john thank you for joining us today hatflowco.com go check out their website hatflowco is a company right here in the upstate making quality leather patch hats you can get your logo your your branding for your business your church your charity organization on a leather patch it looks great it stands out and hatflow's customer service is so good like they're they're so fast you'll be shocked when I say quick turnaround, you place that order, you'll be surprised how quickly you have the hats and they're ready to go. And you can order as many or as few as you need. You need one, you need 100. Hat Flow Co. is the people to go to. They can put that leather patch on a Richardson hat that you customize with the color scheme you want. Or you can get it put on a beanie, a low profile, uh, straw hats. They got a lot of options. And then they got a lot of, of their own um hats now you can get they're they're collegially licensed through Clemson. They got a ton of the Tiger Paul hats. They got the alumni hats. Uh they've also got the the leather patch with Virginia Tech and um Duke and South Carolina. Uh so and Wade Wood has. You know, you like his branding, like uh the uh, Clemson safety or safety linebacker. Uh you can get that as well at hatfloco.com. Go check it out today 654 roar you want to get in with us we are entering one of the most i think entertaining times of the year with the nfl combine getting underway the scouting combine and not just from the standpoint of who's throwing and who's catching and who's running this 40 time and do they look good in the shuttle but this is this lays the foundation for the uh stuff you hear now between combine slash draft because john this is where the league converges at one time so we're crazy to think that the only thing that is discussed at the combine is the scouting and looking at players this is the first opportunity for teams to get together with agents now you can't officially make any offers you can't you can't do anything that's that's considered league business yet 
But if we want to have a conversation over a nice steak dinner at St. Elmo's about what are the prospects of, you know, maybe our free agency plans. Correct. If you were to sit, you know, if you're sitting down with an agent, you're having some shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's and a nice stiff beverage, you, you might say, so what do you think that your client is going to be looking for in free agency? You can have both. That's not that's not yeah, what, going what against are your, legal rules. You know, Mr. Associate GM of this NFL team, what are kind of your plans? You know, what are your big needs on your big board? Yeah. What does what your franchise really need this offseason? So this lays the foundation, and this is where the rumor mill starts to churn. This is where the lies occur. This is where the smoke screens. We talk about smoke screens every year in the draft. They the infancy the the they're born this week because everybody's looking for information and everybody's trying to throw everybody off their scent you know <laughs> so they don't know what they're doing I mean this is such a the NFL gets so ridiculous from the secrecy it does stuff. but it plays into the the hype of the event and and the funny thing is the media members know there's a ruse going on and they just eat it up they lap it up they love it they have to have it. Uh, they, they know how the so they report is you know what it's garbage but it's their garbage <laughs> and they're going to perpetuate it and see where it goes so this is this is a really fun beginning to uh the nfl offseason with the combine and everything's going to go on uh it's also an opportunity for the players the, the prospects the you know the ones who are being scouted to make a name for themselves, to jump up draft boards. I mean, everybody's already been scouted already, but this is a lot of one-on-one time. I think it's important to note, too, that was it 321 players have been um, invited to the Combine. A lot of them won't get drafted. There'll be guys that just do not get drafted. This is an opportunity for you to start to work towards a free agency deal because I... I think a lot of teams meet with a lot of guys they have no interest in taking in the first, you know, in the in the in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Sure, maybe in the seventh if we just got a spot for you. But this is an opportunity to go ahead and meet some guys and be like, okay, we might call you, you know, if you don't get drafted. Well, and it allows these teams who, to your point, to start scouting these guys to then start to figure out what pro days do we want to be at, what pro days do we want to have. More than just a couple of scouts, do we want to have coaching personnel and front office personnel at to figure out who we want to meet with at these pro days? Okay, I think I think I agree with that. Uh, it is a good good opportunity to start preparing for that and figuring out what your plan is. I I am curious too. Uh, I feel like every year it gets it gets least interesting on the field. You know, you got more and more quarterbacks who don't throw. You got receivers who don't run. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine going to a job interview and not doing any of the things that you're going to be hired to do? And then getting the job? <laughs> can you imagine coming in here for a job interview and Ben's like, so tell us what you think about radio. No. Do you want to work in the industry? Yeah. Well, t- tell us more about your goals. I don't have any right now. I mean, can you imagine doing that? Like, John, you know how to press this button? Uh, what, I don't know. What What are your we'll best see. skills? I could show you, but I'm just going to tell you I'm really good at them. <laughs> Do you... Take take my word <laughs> at it, sir. Hire me. You will see how good I am at this task. I'm not going to show you right now. Just take me at my word. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just tell them you're good at it, but you, you don't... In no way do you give it away. You don't want to let them know. <laughs> Well, yeah, there might be some reasons for that. Uh, yeah. cause it's true for these guys. Some of them aren't good at it. 
Some of them can't make the throw. Some of them aren't going to run a good 40. You don't want to hurt yourself. Uh, I don't mean physically. I mean in the, on draft boards. But, right. I mean, you imagine going to an interview and just simply not doing the things that you're going to be hired, not showing anything that you're going to be hired to do. Not even talk, You don't want to talk about them. Uh, just come see me my pro day, and then I, I might. But I also get some of the reluctance of these quarterbacks well, it's, to not want to throw to guys they don't know. Exactly. You want to go to your pro day where you know where every blade of grass is in that indoor facility. You know every receiver that is going to be out there. You have hired somebody who is going to draw up the offense you're going to run by against the air versus going to Indianapolis, having a coach on a an NFL franchise that you're not in cahoots with and is going to call out what you're going to do to receivers you don't know. Yeah, I get it. I do. And I don't like it, but I can understand. I can understand why they're being told to do this from yeah. from their agents and their their teams. And there's not really a reason that you have to showcase that at the combine. There's nothing that says if if you don't showcase at the combine, you don't get drafted. No, we're talking about Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. These guys are going like one and two or one and three. Are they? Interesting segue there. What do you got over there? You're so at? right now, if for those of you who want to follow along at home as we come over this, what, what Brad and I are going to do over the next couple of months is randomly we're going to be grabbing some different NFL mock drafts. And it's not to hold on to them to then make sure how accurate they are when we get to late April. I don't have the mental capacity to remember that many mock drafts. Also, how many are going to change drastically after this week? Oh, all of them are. <laughs> yeah. But what I want to use this as more of, could you see this player in this spot? Could you see this player with this franchise? Could you see this franchise going for this position group? Kind of an exercise. Okay. And we'll start, obviously, at this uh, CBSSports.com, their newest mock draft here. Uh, it's a first and second round mock. I want to go through the first three picks and give me your thoughts. Number one overall, Caleb Williams to the Bears. Number two, Jaden Daniels to your Washington Commanders. And with the third overall pick, Drake May going to the New England Patriots. Okay, I'm, I'm going to approach it like this. Heading into the combine with that, that mock in mind. I think that's what we're going to get. In other words, I don't care what smoke screens are put out there. I don't care what Schefter or Rappaport or anybody else puts on social media. Cable Williams is going to the Bears. Whether I, he wants to or not. We yeah. We can I, I feel confident saying we can lock that in right now. Do you agree with that? I tend to just because I would just be floored if they didn't. It just wouldn't you you wouldn't understand the process if they didn't. No, it no, it would scream we are the Chicago Bears, but it... I would just be dumbfounded. It'd be like the draft win, Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. Not trying to compare Jane Daniels or Drake May to Zach Wilson here, but to just pass on Trevor to take him. Okay. Because, I mean, we we knew for multiple years before that draft that Trevor was going to be the number one overall pick. And we said for two years, don't ever think it, this is the guy. This is kind of that same situation. We've known for two years that Caleb Williams should be the number one overall pick. Don't get cute. Don't overthink it. Just make the pick. Yeah. Whatever you got to do with Justin Fields, you do it. It doesn't matter whether how many times he unfollows you on Instagram. It doesn't matter. But the Bears are taking Caleb Williams. Yes. Washington with Jaden Daniels is going to be more debated. 
Because I think it is between he and Drake May. Uh, is there is there any other option for the Commanders at this stage in the game? I I say there's not. I agree with you unless Dan Quinn is just a huge Sam Howell guy. Highly unlikely. I, yeah, but unless he believes no, we we're fine at quarterback. We need to go get best player available. Okay. But then you got to trade down if you're going to do that. Unless you just want to take, I, I don't think this is what they do. But like, let's just say, for example, you just you want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. Or you want to take <laughs> whoever you're, Olufashanu, or if you want to take Malik Neighbors, or you want to take Joe Alt, the the tackle from Notre Dame. Like, it, someone's going to be floating these things out there. I can promise you. Oh yeah, I just don't think that's going to happen. When are you gonna? Well, it is Washington, so I should be careful. I ask this, but. How often are you going to be able to be in this position where you can land a quarterback right now? This high. Where like you you know who's going one and and so you you have your pick of the litter after that. When was the last time I'm I'm not trying to be mean here. When was the last time the the Washington NFL franchise picked in this spot? Was it the RG3? They, took RG, they had to, to trade the farm system. That's the away. thing. You're in this spot and you didn't have to trade anything. Hmm. You're not paying for getting this pick for the next 3 seasons. You have a new owner, a new coach, new general manager, new everything. Get a new quarterback. The way the finances are in the NFL, I think you have to look at it that way too. Like now's the, go ahead and invest the the pick in it now, because like like you said, I mean, and like I'm trying to allude to, you might be picking fifth next year. Well, you don't know what you're going to get there. You know what you can get at number two because you know who's going number one. Right, Texas bring a very point. The Chase Young draft. He was a number they were two. two. Yeah, yeah, they were number two there. That'd be the last time they were this high. But they, they earned that. They earned that on the field. <laughs> Just like they earned this. And they weren't taking a quarterback at that point. So this is the first time in a long time that they've been in the position where they can dictate what quarterback they choose. And then, so would you be, if this is what happens, and you said earlier in the segment you think this is how it goes, as a Washington Commanders fan, Thumbs up, thumbs down. Jaden Daniels, your starting quarterback. Are you excited about that if that's yeah, the pick? I am. I am. Um, Are you more excited about that than if it is Drake May? I think so. Again, I just prefer Jaden Daniels. Like, I just I just like the guy. You know, I don't dislike Drake May, but if, if you're giving me my choice, which is what we're talking about here, you get a choice. And I, I would prefer the guy that I just... I feel like I saw him take so many necessary steps and jumps, and I think that that LSU team, he carried them. He was Cam Newton, even though they didn't win a national title or come close. He was their Cam Newton, right? He was the, he was the all they had last year. Neighbors is really good, I know. But that team lacked a lot of ability. And, and defense. And, and he just willed them throughout the entire season. He won the Heisman because of it. He put up ridiculous and, numbers. Meanwhile, Drake May... Just completely didn't really do anything in the month of November. Like the backslide was just so bad for not just North Carolina, but twice, two years in a row, twice. I just think there's to me. I I understand from a a pure talent standpoint. If you evaluate Drake May as a better quarterback than Jane Daniels, I'm I'm not going to push back on that. But you're asking me who I want in that situation. I want the guy that I feel like I know consistently did it for an entire season 
than the inconsistencies of, of Drake May. And you don't want to double up the inconsistencies of Sam Howell in college with the inconsistencies of Drake May. Like you don't need two of Mac Brown's quarterbacks in your room there. That that's not going. In my opinion, yeah, Th- this is a hard way to look at it. In fact, I'll just ask you. We'll talk about it on the side of, of the of the break here. But could Drake May be the better quarterback long term? And if he is, you're fine with that by take, still taking Jane Daniels. I'll explain on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data reads may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Don't let turnover stall your business. HTI is the Upstate's trusted attraction and retention partner. We work with employers to provide all things workplace, including recruiting, staffing, HR services, team building, and leadership training. Call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate today. Again, call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate today. Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-CLEMSON or 718-1449-WEST-UNION. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawontwait.com. Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate. Our team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. But let's not forget about the super fresh margaritas, ice-cold cerveza, and over 80 tequilas that are served up daily from behind our high-energy bar, with happy hour on weekdays starting at 4 p.m. The owners, all local Upstate dudes, love hosting the Willie Taco Fiesta for our amazing guests. 
Don't wait. Your Willie Taco Familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. Boot Barn is committed to supporting those who uphold the Western way of life. Denim plays a major role as a robust material that holds strong in a rugged environment. Since 1947, the Wrangler Authentic Western Jeans have brought long-lasting denim to all who embrace the cowboy lifestyle. Boot Barn is proud to support this bold legacy, one that's just as iconic now as it was then. Wrangler at Boot Barn. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the board, where every day is game day. It is the final segment here on the Press Box. Coming up here, top of the hour, Out of Bounds with William Quackenbush and Mike Vaughn. Quack will be over at Doug Kingsmore getting ready for the baseball game today between the Tigers and USC Upstate. Stay tuned for that coming up here. Little after noon kicks off. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us? I want to tell you about the Dream Center in Easley and what they're doing for uh, adults empowering educating encouraging that's what the dream center does it's not a hand up uh, or i'm sorry it is a hand up but it's not a hand out they're not just giving stuff away the, the adults who go there have just to earn opportunities they even have an opportunity village uh, they have classes they have crisis intervention and there's just a lot of positive things they're doing in the community and a lot of positive people and a lot of positive results are coming from it. They're helping adults learn life skills. They're giving them education in, in how to manage money, how to function in life. They're giving the opportunity to earn the Dream Center bucks and go to the resale stores in Seneca, Easley, Greenville, Seneca. Why do I think I said Seneca? Um, they're Pickens. They're having a chance to go to those and purchase items that they need to help clothe their families to help uh keep themselves you know as functioning adults and they also help get people jobs and cars and homes and all kinds of things it's just an enormous amount of outreach coming from the dream center they need your help they're not government funded they use the resale stores uh for their way of funding their organization and they really, really need your help. So please go check them out at one of those resale stores. Anything that you purchase, anything that you uh, donate to them, they will help. It will help fund them. So please check them out today at one of their resale stores, and they'd love your help. And, and they need volunteers as well. Go to dreamcenterpc.org, dreamcenterpc.org today. 654-ROAR. Uh John, I, I think one way to frame this is I'm okay 
if in the long run, because we don't know the future. I'm okay if Drake May ends up being maybe, quote-unquote, a better quarterback. Because I think Jaden Daniels would be better for Washington now. Do you get that? Yeah. yeah. Does that track? I I, I think you make a, a strong point there. I think it may take Drake May a little bit of time. And also, you're either one of these spots, one, two, or three. It's an uphill battle. Yeah. For any of these spots, for any of these quarterbacks. So I, I get your line of thinking, but I agree with you that Washington needs not just the immediate help on the field. They need the immediate help from branding and just remaking this franchise. If you're starting one of the those two quarterbacks day one, week one in the NFL next year, to me it's a no-brainer you're going Jane Daniels. So I'm, I, I'm willing to risk that Drake May turns out to be a better pro quarterback five years from now, seven years from now. I get your line of thinking. Normally, I would tell teams to you just you get the best fit for the now and the long term. But I think Washington's in just a very unique spot right now with where they are as a franchise. Yes, yeah, I think so too. Um, would I be mad if they took Drake May? No, I'm not going to be upset about it. Like, am I going to? I'm going to throw a fit if they took Drake May by any stretch. I don't. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't want to make it sound like that. I just like the the idea of of Jaden Daniels. I, I just ask you right something. Away. Which one looks more like a quarterback that Cliff Kingsbury would have success with? I don't even know what a quarterback that Cliff Kingsbury have success with is. I don't even know what that looks like. Can you give me one? I mean, he had what? He had what? One or two good years out of Kyler Murray. Yeah. Well, I guess my point is, I, I think that he is going to want someone. Rope a dope the organization and give him a long term deal. Um, yeah, but hey, they tweeted out yesterday he's still their franchise guy, um, just like they did with Josh Rosen right before they took sure Kyler Murray. I, I think that you're going to need to have some dual threat to you, and I think Jaden Daniels is just a better runner than Drake May. And I think the offensive line in Washington is questionable, and to do some of the passing concepts and things that Cliff Kingsbury is going to want to draw up and create, you're going to need some time. I want to say Drake May is not Drew Bledsoe back there in the pocket. He's a very capable and good runner. Yeah. But, I mean, we you talked about in the last segment how Jaden Daniels could take over games. One of the ways he took over games was by being the leading rusher at LSU. The ability to run, I think the ability to, to me, he could take on a ton of responsibility. Even when he was at Arizona State and he wasn't, he wasn't great, he had to take on the responsibility of being the face of the team. He's never shot away from him. He's never had a problem with it. I don't think Drake May was the best player on the field for North Carolina last year. So, Marion Hampton. Yeah. There was never a question that, that Jane Daniels, he was the best player on the field. Never, never was it in doubt. I'm not even sure Drake May was, was the best player at all last year. And again, it makes it sound like I don't like Drake May. I don't dislike him. I just have a much stronger preference for Daniels. Are you right now? How willing are you to say those are the the three, the first three quarterbacks taken off the board? I think it's almost a guarantee. No matter what happens in the combine, no matter the smoke screens and yeah. all the misinformation that's put out there. And I, I want to point out since you know. The, the mock that we have selected for today's exercise is a two-round mock. I want to list the rest of the quarterbacks that are taken and where. Okay. Do I think, emphasize the point that these are the top three. 
The next quarterback off the board in this mock draft is at 12 to the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's Michigan's own J.J. McCarthy. I don't like that at all in any which way you put it. So you're not... You do realize that you're not going to be happy with where McCarthy ends up. Like he is going to go much higher than you want to be yeah. comfortable with. For just me personally, I think he's a good player. Do you? But, but I don't know like how great he can be. Due to and I give Michigan credit for being able to go bully football, run the ball, you know, just push everybody around and go win a national title. It was fun to watch. But I want to know how he can operate an offense with more responsibility on his on his plate. Yeah, that, that that's the knock, though. That's what's going to hold him back the most. But the thing is, the skill set, the size, you can't teach size no matter what. No, you, you can't. can't train it. You know, you're you're tall or you're not. That's kind of how this, this goes. And the rest of the quarterbacks taken in this mock are in the second round, um, where you will have Michael Penix Jr. to the New York Giants mm-hmm. and Bo Nix to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. So Penix is where? To the New York football Giants. <laughs> would you if, if you're advising the Giants, would you rather would you tell them to take him and, and over JJ McCarthy if there was an option? In the second round? Yeah, that's the thing too. Because the the way they had this set up was Olu Fashanu, the tackle from Penn State going in the first round, and then going back and getting Penix in the second. I think that's a sound draft strategy if you could pull that off. Okay. I do like that that draft. That'd be a really good start. To have Andrew Thomas and Olu Fashanu as your two tackles, that, yeah. that's a great setup for Michael Penix Jr. If you're going to try to make him the next guy, yeah, and, and you have to you have to address that offensive line. That's so bad. It's it's one of the worst. Uh, wh- what does that mean though? You're already paying Daniel Jones forty million this year. I think you're there's ways in. to get out of that contract. There are, but it, it would not be this year. You would have to. You basically have to start. That's fine. I, I would do one year of a quarterback room if I was the Giants and this happened of Daniel Jones, Michael Penix Jr., Tommy DeVito, and just figure it out. Yeah. And you hope that Penix at some point, you hope that Jones is healthy to start the year and that Penix can be able to take the job. Okay. All right. I think I, I, think I, would, I would sign off on that. I, I want to I get your opinion on the wide receiver position in this draft, especially in the first round. Within this mock here, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. going number four overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. They have Malik Neighbors going fifth overall to the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll come back to the Mike Williams angle and all that after they took um, the first-round pick out of the, the TCU receiver last year. Okay. And at 17, Roma Dunze to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like that one. I love that for Trevor Lawrence in that offense. What number pick is that? 17. God. Yeah, if if Odunze's still sitting there at 17 and the Jags are on the board, or on the clock, he's number one on your board. Uh, is he? Because in this mock at pick 18 is Brock Bowers. If we're just going pass catchers here. No, I'm, I'm you, taking Odunze. Yeah, yeah. I, Especially with Evan Ingram on contract, they don't need another playmaking tight end probably. Right. I, I think that would, it's not a waste of a pick. That sounds like mean towards Brock Bowers, but you have to keep this in, in terms of what your needs are. And it doesn't look like Calvin Ridley is going to be part of their plans. So give me a number one receiver. Do you agree that Roma Dunze is a number one receiver in yes. the NFL? 
Yes. Not a two, not no. a not a, a tweener between a one and a two, but a one. I, I mean, Obviously, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the most physically God-given talent receiver in this draft. I thought Roma Dunze was the best receiver in college football last year. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm loving that pick for the Jags. And I don't I don't discredit Brock Bowers, but man, you can address a massive need. Cause I don't know how much you watched the Jaguars last year, but how many times did it feel like Trevor Lawrence had no help down the field? Like he would just have to throw it up and hope that somebody was gonna make that Evan Inger worked out really well for them. Great, great tight end for what they're doing. But they lacked downfield ability to attack you. Especially when Christian Kirk wasn't available. And he was hurt a lot yeah. in the second half of last season. So, yeah, they, they need to address that. And it's it's not Ridley, and they've they've decided it's not Ridley. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Any others to wrap things up? Any other? Yeah, we're, we're going to we'll continue this a little bit more tomorrow. Um, but, you know, Brad, you've been on here since we've been doing radio together, and you have screamed at the Atlanta Falcons for refusing to address defense and pass rush specifically in the draft the last few years. I have, yes. They've had too many high picks not to. Uh, In this mock here with the eighth overall pick, it has the Atlanta Falcons taking Jared Verse, edge from Florida State. Okay. What pick is that? Eighth overall. Uh, And and just for the exercise here, they have the Bears taking Dallas Turner with the ninth pick, the pass rusher from Alabama. Gosh, that's really high. Uh, you got to address it at some point. You kicked the can down the road too many years. Why not? Go ahead and do it there. Now, the, the, the thing is, that there's nothing on offense they're going to take. Like, they're not, they're, they got Bijan last year. Right. Drake London the year before that. Kyle Pitts the year before that. I mean, unless they were to go and get a. Yeah, I don't know. Or I'd tell you this. If you were the Falcons, would you rather w- take that pick with a Jared versus Dallas Turner edge rusher, or would you try to get into the Byron Murphy, Jerzon Newton interior defensive lineman discussion? Mm. Especially with Grady Jarrett coming off the the injury. I'm okay with, with talking defensive interior there. I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Because you like the thing by the way this league is played nowadays, I mean, I know you got to have edge rushers, but you get those inside guys and you get them right and just magically the outside stuff takes care of itself. So if if unless you're just you're, you're head over heels in love with Verse and you feel like he is the guy who's going to get you double digit sacks in the next 2 or 3 years, then I think you you might want to address the inside. You you can never have too many good players on the inside. We've learned that. This league has is, is become incredibly built around that and that alone. Especially with some of the offenses in the NFC South. Yeah, that's yeah, that's also you cause a lot of problems for those Carolina Panthers. <laughs> it's not that hard to Charlotte do. Charlotte right Panthers. Now. Not that hard to do. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Thanks to Matt Conley for his contributions as well. Coming up next, it's out of bounds with Qualk and Mike. Have a wonderful, happy, and safe Tuesday. Talk to you again on Wednesday. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.